Blog Talk Radio. Thankful for. 
Um, you know, there's there's people um, all the way in India. Um, I've had uh, some fans uh, shop shop me out uh, from India. So shout out to that country with uh, was it three billion plus people over there. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, thank you so much uh, for y'all support, uh, specifically um, my Indian people. But we do have uh, followers uh, from all over the world, uh, especially um, in different parts of Africa um, where podcasting is becoming more and more popular, uh, as well as radio shows. Um, so shout out to um, the people in um, the uh, the Ivory Coast, uh, Ghana, West Africa, uh, Zimbabwe, uh, all over. Um, also, want to shout out my homies in East Asia and South Asia, uh, as well as the uh, epic proportions of listeners. Como um, estas in Latin America? Um, also, bonjour. Uh, uh, to all my uh, Haitians, Creole-speaking, French-speaking people. Nula, not fair, kisa no cafe. I'm just here speaking some Creole. But, um, again, I just want to thank everybody. I appreciate y'all. Um, and thank you also to the um, companies that were able to send me some products, um, such as uh, One More, uh, which makes amazing audio um, headphones and different uh, speakers like that, as well as IK Multimedia, which is a great company that makes all types of microphones to, to uh, gear for uh, artists and, and producers. So shout out to them. I really uh, thank you uh, for that, as well as the Benetech that also makes audio um, audio uh, products. So. I really, 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 really want to thank any sponsors that support me, my company, my show, and my brand, uh, because I am here for you uh, to, you know, use my platform, uh, um, to use my platform uh, to really push their, uh, you know, their brand. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm just thankful we have, uh, over 18,000 downloads thus far and let's get another million downloads. Um, you know, my fans, if you really want to get even greater content, really push the shows. We're on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. Um, again, um, I want to thank the sponsors. I want to thank, uh, SAG AFTRA, uh, for supporting and believing in us. And uh, I'm going to uh, continue to uh, deliver uh, as I see fit and, and I, as, I, as I'm capable. So thank you really, 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 really much. <clears throat> Before I know without you guys, it would be a little bit tougher, a little bit less fun, uh, but you make it more worthwhile um, to really provide all these amazing tips. And as you guys know on here, I'm always professing uh, self-help and self-awareness and different uh, ideas like that. So if you guys need any resources, be sure to DM me, and I'll definitely be able to, to send some uh, resources out there. Instagram is instagram.com slash and You know, let's, let's get it on and pop in over there. 
yet today, uh, besides, you know, making all you guys aware of the new SAG after deal, um, I actually have on board an amazing actor who's been part of SAG after for many years as an actor, performer, um, you know, just, just great out, great talent. Um, able to do so much, whether it comes from voiceover uh, to acting um, in different movies. Um, this, this man basically can, you know, do it all uh, as far as uh, making sure that he can project what the writer is trying to project on screen. Um, this man has, um, quote, unquote, mastered that. Um, so I want you guys to Google Andy Milder right now. Go on YouTube. You'll see a bunch of his clips. Um, because he's an amazing uh, American actor and, and voice actor um, and has appeared in such films as Apollo 13, to Armageddon, uh, to Rumor Has It, um, and Domino. Uh, he was a series regular on Fame LA and appeared on such shows as Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Six Feet Under, Ugly Betty, and Boston Legal. Um, Andy has also provided narration for uh, Ballroom Boot Camp 101, um, Most Starlicious Makeovers, and Wreck the Riches. Um, and his voice can be found on commercials from for Mucinex and Pepperidge Farm, Goldfish. Uh, and he's also provided the voice of Lightning Lad in the 2006 animated series Legend of Superheroes. Um, and his man is a series, series regular on Weeds as Dean holds um well my andy milder moved to santa monica california at a young age and then went on to university of california berkeley where he majored in uh, economics before studying at the american conservatory of theater in san francisco and milder lives in manhattan beach with his wife dr betty lee uh, so be sure to go to uh you know, Google and, and look him up and, and go to check out his uh, amazing work. But after you do go to YouTube, why not go on Netflix or um, wherever platform you can find and, and, and uh, look up some of these movies that he was in and definitely check them out and share them uh, and, on all these amazing shows to see what I'm talking about. Uh, now, this man takes his time to uh, attend uh class uh classes so that he can uh, help others uh that want to um get into acting or voiceover um whether it be comedy or drama and he he takes his time every week to you know help uh my other uh professor or teacher whatever you want to call them they're like professors to me um and uh he you know he, he provides amazing amazing not only commentary but just like overall insight on how to make things better. And when he can do it, he, he does it. And when he can, he can, but he'll let you know either way. Uh, so that's why it's an honor to really have him here today um, on this, uh, my humble little podcast. And uh, that's growing amazingly. Uh, hi. Thank you, uh, Vickens, very much. There? Oh, it's I a am. pleasure, sir. Thank you. My, the pleasure is mine, Vickens. It's, uh, it's nice to, to see you or talk to you here in this, uh, in this different forum. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've been creating a podcast for years now, um, yet I was able to really, uh, you know, take it onto a new platform as far as 
not only getting in other countries, but, you know, getting on SAG AFTRA to make this worthwhile for um, my guests that come on, um, potentially providing a voucher and whatnot. But we actually met uh, through class, and I was able to go on YouTube and, and different platforms to check out some of your acting, and I was pretty much blown away. Uh, you, you, you know, <laughs> You're very nice. In, in class, it's one thing, but to see what you speak about and in action, it's it's another. Um, you're able to really capture what the, the writer is writing and put it on screen so that uh, we as viewers can really um, understand what's being portrayed. Uh, and and you're, you're basically a master at that. Um, I, I noticed you actually started in economics, though, which is business. Uh, what made you or, you know, want to switch to acting? Was it seeing somebody great that you wanted to emulate or it was always something that you wanted to do? So I had always wanted to become an actor. That was always a thought of mine. And um, my parents, who were divorced when I was a kid, both told me, and, and funnily enough, they told it to me separately. I thought they'd spoken to each other, but I guess they hadn't. Um, they both said to me, listen, if you go to school you do well, and you get a legitimate, quote-unquote, legitimate degree in something that we think is legitimate, then we'll pretty much leave you alone. If you want to try to do whatever it is you want to try to do with your life, it'll always make us feel more comfortable to know that you have a, quote-unquote, legitimate degree that you can fall back on. And so when I was in college, I thought, eh, maybe I'll be a lawyer. You know, that was always a consideration. But um, uh, so, I, so I majored in economics, thinking, oh, maybe I'll be a lawyer. And I was uh, kind of miserable not acting, and then I started acting again in college and really loved it. And uh, I had debated, uh, Vickens, between take you know, I, I, I just didn't know which path I was going to take. And I thought about being a lawyer. It sounded interesting to me. And I'd taken the LSAT, and I'd prepped for it. I took a prep test for it, a class, I should say. And I had, uh, there was one section I knew I could always get right, and... On the prep on the test day, I I just I choked. And back then, you could turn in a letter that said, "Hey, don't score me, and I'll take another test." Uh, and I, I I wrote that letter out, and I was ready to mail it. And I stood in front of the post office in Berkeley, California, and I thought, "Well, if I'm going to be an actor, I should rip this up and walk away. And if I want to try to be a lawyer, I need to mail this." And I stood in front of that post office for about an hour and a half, and I ripped up the letter and walked away and never looked back. Well, that's pretty uh, inspiring um, because a lot of people attempt to make that choice but uh, aren't always successful, whether, you know, depending on what success looks to them. Um, now, you've been a working actor for a number of years now. Um, you know, I've, t- I've spoken to a yeah, couple of people that have. <laughs> Yeah, that have made that transition. Um, but, you know, many of them have, like, resources in place, whether it be, you know, a school or an acting coach um, to, to, to latch on to. Um, you're already in California, so you're already living there. Uh, how were you able to kind of – did you just start going to classes um, and then you yeah, eventually the got first, a manager? The first thing I did was um, – get into classes. So right after I got out of, right after I graduated Berkeley, and as you said, that was a degree in economics. I, I enjoyed economics. It was fun. And I did theater at Berkeley, but I didn't major or minor in it. 
So I, for the summer right after I graduated, I went to the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco. And then after that summer program, I moved down to L.A. and found classes. And I took a bunch of classes. Um, Charles Nelson Riley was a teacher of mine. He was a great teacher. Uh, probably my favorite teacher was a guy named Larry Moss. Uh, you and I have discussed Larry Moss in class. He wrote a book called Intent to Live, which I think is a dynamite book on acting and should probably be read by everybody who wants to be an actor anyway. And um, I, I lucked into finding an agent. I, um, my brother had tried to be an actor, hadn't worked out well for him, but he had a friend who was an agent, and she said, well, Andy, I tell you what. I won't take you as a client yet because you're brand new and you're just moved out here, but I'll, I'll send you out on a couple of things and let you see what happens. And one of those things was a pilot for a TV show of the Revenge of the Nerds that Fox was going to do. And I tested for it, which meant that they had to draw up contracts and it was down to me and the guy who got it, a guy named Robbie Rist, good actor, good guy, uh, was on the Brady Bunch, a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, um, it came down to he and me, but as soon as I had to sign contracts, the agency signed me. So I was kind of very fortunate. I was on my way a little bit, and I had an agent, and that was the first thing I needed. And then, by the way, I, I still took classes and other things. I took classes in uh, voiceover training. I took classes in uh, commercial acting, and all of those led to other hookups with agents and that sort of a thing. So you really can't work in L.A. without an agent, and uh, I was very lucky I got mine rather quickly. Yeah, that's amazing. So many people um, bypass uh, so many certain steps or don't see the importance or of them um, and are, you know, really trying to uh, figure it out. Um, without getting too personal, um, how were you able to actually afford all these classes? Um, did you start working using your economics degree and, and then use that? Because that's, that's something so, people have issues with. Yeah, of course. Um well, I had a little bit of money because, uh, unfortunately, my – what was it? My sophomore year of college, my father passed away, and he had left me a little bit of money. Not a ton, but a little bit. And uh, so I had a little bit of money there, but really I, I just got a job. I mean the first thing I did when I moved to L.A. was I got a job, and um, – it was telemarketing. It was nothing great and exciting. Uh, at least I wasn't calling people. I was calling businesses. But, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a great paying job, but it was enough for me to live on and afford a few classes on. And so that's what I did. Um, as I think about it, actually, uh, my dad did leave me money, but I wasn't allowed to touch it until I was 25. I forgot. Uh, he had uh, uh, I'd put it into a, a bank account with a trust on it, so I couldn't touch it until I was 25. So um, I did touch it after that, but I, I wasn't able to when he when he had uh, when I forgot all about that. So um, yeah, no, it was off that job. That was the only way I could do it. I, I just I, I put my nose to the grindstone and I took a job. And then you know I was very lucky. Within the first couple of years, I only worked there for about two years. I was I had booked some commercials and some other stuff, and I was able to make a living acting. So I mean, really, since like 1992, knock on wood, I've been making a living as an actor. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, and you know, uh, nowadays uh, people have the ability to get jobs that are uh, way more schedule friendly 
um, whether they do a, like an Uber or Lyft or um, DoorDash or something to, to make that extra cash. And, you know, they too can start uh, looking for uh, different classes all over, especially during these times where everything's on Zoom. So 92 definitely wasn't exactly easier, uh, you know, for you back then, but you still made it happen um, and figure it out even in times where, you know, losing that that guiding spirit over your, or guiding person over your life and they become spirit so to be able to withstand that and stay strong and focus um you know is definitely something that that's that's uh, pretty cool and amazing that others can learn from as well and also you know the lesson that you put in there that really um helps people you know when people transition um creating some sort of trust or and you know, create, providing money to, uh, you know, the next generation by creating it in this generation, if that's what one wants to do, um, either that or you go to the state and that still helps others. But um, that that's something that, um, you know, especially coming, you know, as a person of melanation or color, um, we usually don't see importance in something like life insurance or trust, but because your father made that that smart decision and choice um, and when something out of his control happened, he was still able to keep control even in the afterlife and make sure that, you know, his, his children or family could figure out a way to, to move forward um, by creating no, it was very. It, it was. It was very, uh, it was very helpful uh, to just to know that if I really needed it, I, I had some money that I could use. I mean, you know, obviously uh, it was, it was really it was really helpful at the time, and again, it wasn't. I'm not going to lie and tell you it was like millions of dollars. It certainly wasn't. It was not really not that much, but it was enough that I knew that if I really came into hard times, I could access it and and help myself out. And I was very fortunate. I really didn't need to access it much, um, mostly because I got lucky. I, I I started booking jobs and working as an actor, and I just it, that was. That was very fortunate. Right, right. It's just funny because trusts are like new news in, in, in certain communities. Um, but that's that's pretty pretty good, like you said. Um, as far as uh, acting, um, what are some things you noticed that you know, even maybe a new student or people you've been with for a while, or even um, seasoned actors that you see, like you know what they definitely need to be in a class or whoever's teaching them, teaching them that wrong, um, whether it be some methods on, on acting or things you notice when people try to prepare. Um, what are some things wrong that you feel that people can approve on if they really want to be an actor or and, or voiceover actor? It's kind of hard to, to answer the question the way you phrased it, I think. That can, so let me let me say this. I think every actor, especially starting out, should be taking acting classes. I don't care how good they are. I think they should be taking acting classes. And the reason I say that is there's always something to learn in an acting class. Um, there's always something to learn in an acting class. And whether that be uh, a new technique, whether that be a, um, a way of accessing emotion or feeling inside yourself that you weren't aware of before, there's always something to learn. And frankly... If I'm going to be honest, yeah, I think probably all actors through their life should be taking a class in one form or another. I can't tell you that I've done that. 
Uh, I did take classes uh, for a long time, and then when I started working a little more consistently, I, I stopped, and I stopped mostly because um, I ran out of I ran out of time. You know, I, I was working enough at the time that I just didn't have a lot of time for it, and then I got lazy and didn't continue. Um, having said that, I still have been working with friends of mine, and that is not dissimilar, I think, in many ways to taking an acting class. Uh, they help me with auditions. I help them with auditions. Um, so th- that's similar, and these are working actors who have been doing this for, you know, decades. So uh, there's that. But I, I think that every everybody should be taking an acting class. I don't care whose it is. Um, and the answer, the actual answer is, when I say I don't care whose it is, if you're not getting something out of that acting class, if you don't feel like that acting class is feeding you and, and, and you're getting something from it, get out. You know, it's not the right class for you. There's a million acting classes out there. <clears throat> Find the one that, that works for you and go with it. And, you know, I, I, I you mentioned earlier that Jeff and I teach an acting class. Um, that's Jeff Blake. Uh, and he, uh, what I like about that, frankly, is uh, last week he and I got into a huge argument teaching the class about, about things. And that's what makes it exciting and interesting to me because he has a very different way of, of of approaching work and I have a very different way of approaching work and and that's what the students should be should be getting they should be getting a different way of approaching whether it be from one teacher or two uh, about how to approach material how to analyze text how to get the most out of it and give a great performance definitely definitely um, and you know that's definitely what makes uh, attending uh the, your class uh amazing how we're able to get uh two uh seasoned actors that aren't really you know trying to be the same or you know they're open to different ideas um and sometimes you agree many times and sometimes you don't um and we we all as students um get way more out of that like you say um just you know having those different perspectives in one place that can speak to each other and, and help us figure it out. Um, you know, so class has definitely been almost therapeutic for me, um, especially during these times of COVID where people aren't, haven't been able to network the same, uh, yet you, you know, you guys have been uh, pretty amazing, uh, to, to, uh, to, to allow us to be working with you. Um, now you've been in such, cool, amazing movies. Um, what were some of your uh, favorite parts in, uh, in movies or, your, you know, your favorite movies that you or TV shows or voiceover commercials that you worked on? Jeez. Um, well, Jeff and I met on Apollo 13, and I met a bunch of really great guys on that show. So I, I have to put that as one, of my, as one of my favorite experiences. It was my first big movie, to be honest with you. I, I'd been in a couple of, you know, smaller films. Didn't quite do as well in the box office, but uh, Apollo was great for a lot of reasons. Ron Howard is an amazing director. And just a genuinely nice guy. He he, he gives off that uh, that vibe. You know, people are like, is he really that nice? Yeah, he really is. He's great. Um, <clears throat> and I met Jeff there, so that would have to be one of them. Um, certainly weeds was a lot of fun. Golly, I had a lot of fun on that show. Uh, they put my character through a, a, a several different types of hell and that was just fun to play and a good time. 
Uh, I had a fun time on Criminal Minds. It was one of the most difficult jobs I've ever done, um, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, Vickens, there's always something to be to be found and gained and enjoyed from almost every experience. Uh, I do say almost because certainly there's that one or two <laughs> where you're like, God, this stinks. But uh, generally, I, I, I don't know. I, I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've really enjoyed uh, most of the jobs I've done. That's amazing. Now, if we could get our law of attraction on, um, what type of projects or jobs, you know, are you really looking to do in the future um, or you would hope to do or hope, you know, would be created for you to start working on, um, whether it be voiceover or, you know, a, a different TV show series that you can, you know, get a, a, a position on? Yeah, I mean, I think right now, the most interesting work that's being done is television. Um, that's not to say that movies stink or anything. I just I think TV has finally figured out that it can make <clears throat> excuse me goodness <clears throat> it can make a uh, a long a long form program. You know, you look at shows like uh, I don't know Fargo, um, where he takes and he does it by season. So. Uh, Maybe that's not the best example, but you, you get an, a nine hours of entertainment with character development throughout. You know, in a movie, you only get two at, at the most or two and a half, you know. Um, so I think TV kind of is where it's at right now. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just I like what I do, Vickens. I don't necessarily uh, have a dream job anymore. I really just like doing what I do. So... My answer is I'd love to do – I'd love to find a series to land on to and, and just try to explore that character, um, explore what the writers are giving me, uh, figure out how to play it as honestly and truthfully as I can and, and both show the character's growth and grow with the character. I think that's part of the fun of it. Yeah, that's amazing, um, especially with shows that are doing not, – not as long as a Fargo with seasons, but – the different Marvel um, series like Loki and WandaVision that came out to help develop those characters away from, you know, the already three-plus-hour long Marvel movies um, that didn't really have too much character development. Um, so that's the small many characters, example. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry, so many characters. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just too many. Oh, no, you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, a recent uh, Hollywood movie producer um, I've seen uh, – Posted story on like US Today or something um, said that um, movies are pretty much dead in Hollywood, um, and he he stated a number of reasons. But I noticed, uh, you know, people are able to not uh, are kind of able to create movies, whether it be an iPhone or a Canon camera, on their own and um, kind of put it out on different platforms themselves. Um, the, and then also I've heard that uh, big uh, movie uh, studios like Marvel are going to cease the uh, long multi-movie contracts, um, you know, especially with the Robert Downey Jr. thing. Um, I think he wanted a lot more money um, because he developed Iron Man into such an amazing character and really catapulted those movies. Um, do you feel that, um, you know, and you just mentioned TV shows, do you feel that the movie industry is, on its way out with people now being able to watch, you know, have the option to watch movies at home or 
How do you feel that's going? I don't think it's. I don't think it's on the way out, Vickens. I mean, I, I think it's changing. I think it's evolving. I do think uh, if things continue the way they have been, like you say, with people being able to watch these movies at home, I think that will cause real trouble for the theater chains, and especially smaller mom-and-pop theaters, which is a shame. Um, I don't think the the movie-going experience is what it used to be. You know, I mean, my my whole goal every week as a kid was to go watch a movie. You know, I, I couldn't wait to go to a theater with a crowd and watch a movie. And I think now that we can stream and, and download and all that sort of thing, I don't know. I don't think people are as interested in that. I think it's you've got great seats at home. Um, I don't think it'll go away quite yet. I still think that there is some interest in it, and it's always cool to see a movie on a screen that's way bigger than anything you would could own. Um, so that's cool, and you know, there's it's also cool being in a space that is completely dark and and sharing that experience with others. I I still enjoy that. I think it's great, but I do think the movie industry's running into trouble. I mean, it's not that it's it used to be the dominant medium of Hollywood, and I think it is no longer. I think television is now that medium. So we'll see. You know w- w- what happens. I don't think I don't think movies are dead. I certainly don't. I don't think they'll stop making them anytime soon. I still think they're a viable uh, medium, but I don't. I don't think they're going to be quite as dominant as they were. Especially, I, I know they aren't because they aren't already. Television has has taken over and 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 done a very good job of it. I mean, you know, look at we wouldn't be watching all this television if it weren't interesting. Uh, but they've made it very interesting, whether it be Marvel or. Um, I mean, there's a bunch. I'm trying to think. You know, like there's a great French series that I watched not that long ago called The Bureau, um, which was fabulous. I mean, people are just making interesting, good television, and 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 part of the reason why they're they're using the tricks from the movies. They're they're being smart. They're making intelligent, um, highly developed uh, characters and plots, and they're counting on the intelligence of the audience as opposed to some of the earlier TV where they went for the lowest common denominator and assumed that everyone was dumb, and so that's how they went for it. Now now they're tending to go with smarter, more intelligent stuff, and I think that's smart. I think that's good. Right, especially with all the data that people are, um, I mean, companies are able to intake uh, uh, from, uh, you know, things like Netflix and, and really get interesting demographical information to provide what people would would want to even yeah. watch. So technology yeah. definitely has a part in that. <clears throat> um, and most recently, um, as actors, we've had to, because of COVID, we had to start mostly self-taping at home and kind of creating a mini studio at home to provide um, these self-tapes to, to, to um, casting directors and producers or whatnot. Um, and then, also now people are kind of like using apps like TikTok, Instagram, uh, you know, continuing to use Twitter to create their own kind of series and and um, maybe TV shows or comedic uh, shows or whatnot, um, and and really creating followings on their own. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Right. Um, so as an actor, do you feel like the next transition is to now that 
now we have to actually start creating our own content or or will we still be able to that, hmm? well, I think that happened in the nineties. I think that uh in the nineties that became the thing. And what I mean by that is um no, we didn't have TikTok, we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have those things yet. But what was happening in the nineties was people were starting to do one man shows. People were starting to put up um comedy uh things that uh in theaters that were getting picked up by places like HBO. I'm thinking about Mr. Show. Um and, and, and the truth is, Vickens, the bad thing about Hollywood, the bad thing, one of the many bad things about Hollywood, is that if you're an actor, such as myself, you kind of have to wait around until there's a role, and then you have to audition for it. And then even if you're the best actor for it, there might be a reason why they're not going to hire you. Uh, I, I don't like the way you look. You're too tall. You're too short. Uh, you're too old. You're too fat. You're too skinny. And there's a million reasons you won't get it. But if you create your own content and you put yourself in it, yeah, you know, there's always going to be um, there's always going to be a need for you in that because it's yours, you created it, and if it takes off, it's great. So my answer is yes, you should I think everyone should be trying to create their own stuff. Um, it's not easy to do, uh, and it requires a lot of effort and a lot of work and a lot of uh, nose to the grindstone. But I do think that the best way to make sure that you are working, whether it be for financial gain or just for your own soul's satisfaction, is to create and perform your own work. Right, definitely. Um, yeah, because you definitely have more control over it. And somehow, some way, I was able to figure out that I've actually been creating my own work through these podcasts. And was able to uh, sign up with SAG, which is a goal. Yeah, you know, you have to get in a commercial. Yeah, that's pretty cool, Vickens. Yeah, I don't know how I was able to figure that out. But thank thank God for Clubhouse and just me, you know, <laughs> trying to think um, off, based off of what I'm hearing. Um, and, I, you know, I've, I've told uh, groups of Haitian actors and different actors um, if they if they wanted to participate in, in helping in any way. Um you know, but, I, you know, some things you just got to figure out on your own. But um, not to get off topic, and you definitely don't have to uh, get into this if you don't want to or can't. But uh, real quick, I, I was actually um, a couple weeks ago or a couple days or weeks ago now, um, I was on a date with a female I met off, I guess, Facebook, I think it was. Um, and it was all right. Um, I was a little bit catfished, I'm not going to lie, but. You know, I'm not <laughs> official, but anyway, um, I, I I tried to stick through it, and eventually, uh, sometimes during the conversation, um, she happens, I guess, to see some of my Instagram and starts talking to me about acting, and I didn't mind talking about it yet, but I wasn't there for that, and she wasn't an actor, um, but she started talking about, you know crazy things she's she's heard about Hollywood and um I guess through YouTube or different stuff like that as far as you know um different groups of people that um she started mentioning blood sacrifice to be specific um and I've me myself even before these classes I've worked around different celebrities and with them and been around their families 
And one thing I did notice is like half most of these people, they're actually really nice. Like you can tell someone's vibe if, if they're an asshole, if they're a narcissist. But if you, because I was able just to observe them and talk to them, and um, you know whether it be like an LL Cool J, or um, just, just, I mean I've been around many people, um, the LES twins, uh, hmm. just uh, Raven Simone, um, Angela Simmons, um, you know, so I have connections to these people whether be through their management. But one thing I've noticed, they're most of the time they're actually nice giving people. Um, they just happen to have a lot of people that look at them. Um, and I no one has ever for the most part, um, has ever tried to do anything weird around me or to me. Yet in the modeling, when I've done modeling I have come across weird people that have wanted to do different things. But as I've gone around the world and worked around different people, I've noticed you can find bad apples anywhere. Um, or people yeah, that that's do. exactly it. Yeah. So I'm Go like, ahead. Sorry, Vic. Um, but yeah, so that, that's pretty much what I was trying to explain to her. And I'm like, you know what? There may be some people that do crazy things over in quote unquote Hollywood, but there's probably someone crazier right on your block that's doing something <laughs> way worse yet unfortunately no one can really know about it or sees about it till it's either too late or you know something crazy happens um you know so that's so, so if like i may if i may chime in vickens uh this whole blood sacrifice thing has become uh kind of popular in in in, in culture nowadays um I, i'll tell you this the, the blood sacrifice concept goes back centuries Centuries. It was used to vilify different groups of people. Uh, Jews were told uh, that were blood sacrificed. In fact, uh, the Jews have a, a, um, a holiday called Passover, and part of the reason they uh, for Passover uh, tend to invite strangers or people they don't know very well to come to their Passover house apparently is because they wanted to show this is just a you know we're just sitting down and eating a dinner. There's nothing you know because they were accused of putting, I think it was child's blood in matzah, which of course is just water and flour. Um, this whole child sacrifice and or child's blood and all this stuff, it's just a way to get people to be submissive to a, another group of people. If I say to you, I know that these people are doing uh, blood sacrifice, instantly you, you look to me as a source of information and knowledge, uh, if you believe me. Um, and even though that's a complete and total lie, and then I can hook you into other lies, and then eventually you trust me and you don't trust you know, the real news, and, and that's what winds up happening. Uh, I'll tell you this, Vickens. Not only are you right when you say there are crazy people everywhere, I've met some real jerks in Hollywood. I've met some really wonderfully nice people in Hollywood. And even the jerks, even the worst people I've met, I mean, like really awful people as far as I'm concerned, there's no blood sacrifice. <laughs> there's none of this. I mean, could they be doing something completely horrible in their house? Yeah, they could be. But I, I just don't believe that anybody really is doing this crazy nonsense. I think it's just an attempt, like I say, to control people, to get them to believe something and, and be enraged 
and be infuriated because I would be certainly if there was if there really were people doing these horrible things to children or to I, I, I'd be furious. I'd, I'd want to stop it immediately. But it, it's not happening, at least on, on a broad scale in Hollywood or, or frankly, anywhere that I'm aware of. And so I think it's just she, she's buying the bull. You know, she, she's 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 drinking the Kool-Aid. She's bought the snake oil. She's buying the bull. And she just wants to uh, she wants to be mad about something, and it's a good thing to be mad about if it were true, but it's not. It's not true. Right, right. I mean, Angela Simmons every t- almost every time she's doing something for the children, the holiday toy drive. Yeah, I'm like, someone's of a negative spirit. Why would they actually do these positive things? You know. And then I I talked they to wouldn't. her about me. Right, and then I talked to her about me actually growing up in a Haitian household and learning about our history and seeing some things that we do. I'm like, you know what? Haitians sacrifice chickens if need be during a, um, you know, a quote unquote voodoo ceremony or whatever. So like, are we like, you know, or do you hate me now? Or like, am I vilified? Cause yeah. I've witnessed or part of these things. It's like, but that's voodoo is just a, a different form of a religion. We could go to a Catholic they might do something like that, um, or or Islamic or what, wherever. So you know, I just try to help people understand these things. But it's just weird to me, and I, I'm thankful that you were able to answer that in such a you know great way. Um, I hope it was. I'm never quite sure if I'm doing it, doing justice to what I mean. But I'm yeah, glad, I mean, I'm glad you seem to get something from it. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you so much because you know I, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me. Um, no, especially with that actually worked in Hollywood, quote unquote Hollywood, for so many years. Um, you, you know, um, we probably would have been doing something crazy like that in, in class. But you know, like I said, there's bad apples everywhere. Um, it could be in anything. Yeah. Um. um but it's now, not, by the way, if she had it, said to you, "I've heard these Hollywood types do drugs," yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I've seen people do drugs. <laughs> Not all of them, you know, but I've certainly seen that. You know, and that's bad behavior, and it's like, okay, I get it. But you know, I mean, come on, this this whole this whole nonsense about child drinking kids' bloods to stay young and stuff. Come on, it's just so stupid. It's so ridiculous. And it, like I say, it's it's a, it's a they've been using this lie for for thousands of years to to gain control over people. And it's time that we said, stop it. Stop. It's a lie. Come on. Right, right. Uh, It just bums me out when I hear stuff like that. It's just so sad. And I'm sure this girl, or woman, I should say, believed it. And, and, you know, again, if I understand her outrage, but there should be part of her. We should be teaching everyone in America to go, wait a minute. That's ridiculous. You know, you've never heard of Occam's razor, which says the most, the, the idea behind Occam's razor is the simplest explanation is usually the most correct explanation. But people here in the United States don't like that. They want to go for the most convoluted, furthest, craziest explanation. And that usually is includes stuff like blood sacrifice or, or I don't know, all sorts of crazy nonsense. And uh, it's just not the case. It's just, it's just not the case. Right, right, and um, this is now, and we actually are in like the age of Aquarius, where everything's coming to light, and nothing's really been being hidden. Especially, and it's obvious with all these cameras and 
uh, phone cameras yeah. and security cameras, you know, it's a lot easier uh, with technology to catch people um, these days, it seems like. Um, so it's, it's also easier to separate from certain people that don't want to really hear truth. They want to stick in their kind of like dream world rather than, um, you know, try to figure out how we actually can work in this new world or what, what, whatnot. Um, so I'm just thankful that I'm able to uh, get the truth and, and see for myself um, from amazing uh, people like you, uh, you know, that continue to just, you know, live life and do the best that they can with the choices that, I guess, are they're presented with, um, as we all should. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's exactly it, Vickens. I'm totally with you on that. that look, uh, you keep spouting the truth, which is great, and I hope you, you're you able to do that forever, man. I, 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 I love that. But I, I also, you know, it, it does scare me a little bit that we enter this, this era of social media, and in some ways it feels like we're going back to the dark ages where people are willing to to believe, you know, People are afraid of science. People are afraid of uh, all sorts of things that, that it just scares me. You know, I'm just scared. I, I, I hope that we are able to regain our sanity as a collective whole and, and move forward in the way that we should in a, in a, in a wonderfully progressive and loving way. And uh, that's all I want. That's all I'm hoping for. You know, acceptance, love and forgiveness. Definitely, definitely, because no one's uh, perfect on this planet. Um, <clears throat> if we were, you know, it would not be going the way it, it is now, where it, it has the ability to uh, scare people um, based on the majority um, acting uh, based off of their feelings uh, a lot. But the truth will continue to be shed uh, in this age as well, so... Not, not, nothing really much to be uh, afraid of. We continue to work in light and do the best that we can, um, as far as you know, being positive spirits and forces. Um, so I'm not really uh, just scared about that. Um, it's just as individuals, we have to really figure it out um, one by one because no one can really force another person to understand or know. Of the truth or whatever, people kind of have to like not get it for themselves and experience, and and that's what people are able to. That's very true. Not, yeah, that, and that's what people are able to not do these days because we're always on our phones or distracted with something else, um, and not able to really think and and really uh, understand these ideas that that may matriculate through our brains. But um, you know, uh, I, I really. Uh, to probably speak to you all day and I have to get back in a class so we could work and speak from there. But uh, I just really wanted to, to thank you so much for taking the time out and scheduling with me to stop by this podcast as we continue to grow and build and really shedding light um, on some weird dark spots. <laughs> Hopefully we can. Vickens, it's my it. pleasure, man. It's my pleasure. I, and uh, you know, Jeff and I, neither of us consider ourselves acting teachers. We consider ourselves actors who who run a class, you know. Uh, but um, it's great having you in there. We, we, we really like, we've discussed about it, uh, having you in the class. We really like having you in the class. You, you, you add a, um, a really interesting, different take because you're your own man and you own that. And um, it's fun having you in class. So I, I hope to see you back there soon. Will do, sir. Thank you so much. Um, and again, where can people find you uh, if you know they want to look 
look you up uh, for your stuff or book you or whatnot? Oh, uh, andymilder.com, A-N-D-Y-M-I-L-D-E-R.com, andymilder.com. And um, our class, if anyone is interested, is uh, I believe just got it under the working actors. Oh, heck, now I'm going to blow it. I should have had this on my uh, on my agenda. Uh, do you know Vickens? It's the working yeah, actors. I think it's the works. Oh, uh, works? No. Uh, let me let me Google it real quick. Uh, Shame uh, on me. Working studio dot org, actually dot org. Working there actors studio dot org. Uh, Jeffrey Great. Lake's working studio, and again that's working an amazing dot org. Thank you. No, no doubt, no doubt, anytime. Um, so, yeah, definitely go to andymilder.com, workingactorsstudio.org, and let's make it happen, people. Uh, thank you again, uh, Andy, for coming on, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Vickens. All right. And there and there you have it, guys. We had amazing guest, Andy Milder. Uh, thank you for stopping by and listening. Um, we dropped some amazing, amazing tips and uh, insight uh, for all you amazing uh, people out there, not just actors, because, you know, this this stuff can translate into, into other aspects of life. So even if you're not an actor, check out that class, and it, it may help you just gain confidence to, to, to do that corporate job or wherever you may be um, so you can be a better through there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Sometimes we have to put on a different face so we can can, can do what we got to do, get those dollars. But um, you know, check definitely check out those sites and and um, see about maybe attending a Zoom class or auditing the class or whatnot, and, and really providing your your side and your your, your perspective. Uh, so again, thank you for all the amazing listeners. Uh, thank you to SAG AFTRA for allowing me to sign up my company and, you know, set up my company to do this. Thankfully, I had one since, uh, I guess, 2014. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I really wanted to do something like this for a while and ability to do it is just pretty dope. So thank you so much, uh, my amazing listeners, for stopping by and listening to me just build and grow. Um, if you keep studying and learning, um, you know, you can really figure out what you want to do in life too. And everything is possible. If you need any help, definitely follow me on Instagram.com. That's the Muscova. Or go to my website, MuscovaEnterprises.com. And uh, let's really get it on and popping. You know, I really, really appreciate uh, you all for just, you know, providing value and allowing me to provide value. Uh, so I don't take that lightly, and I really appreciate it. And I, I thank God every day for the ability to do these things and, and to, to really network and grow. Um, thank you so much, everybody. Have a really, really great rest of your week, and we will have a new episode soon, hopefully with, with Jeff uh, Blake from my the Working Actors uh, Studio.org. And uh, <clears throat> if, if not, I, I do have some ideas from, for some other shows in between that. Uh, so, so thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, 
know that there's another person around the world that has your back and that will help support you in any way that I can. And uh, thank you. Um, so just for downloading, sharing with your friends, because I could see the stats. I'm not just saying this to say this. I, I see y'all where you're at and the people that, you know, the, the country that makes the biggest impact, I'm definitely going to continue to shout you out and uh, provide content specifically for you. So um, thank y'all. And uh, we is uh, we is out here. All right? Here. Yeah. Thank y'all. Love y'all.